At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the sports betting network. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Monday evening. You can always follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. And as for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. Let me tell you what we got rolling out tonight for the next 60 minutes. We'll be kicking things off, really concluding our Big Ten West preview. We got two more schools, two Illinois schools. Unfortunately for all you Illinois Northwestern fans out there, uh, their odds not shaping out to be too great, meaning the expectations not too high for the in-state schools this year. But I'll give you my thoughts on them, and uh, we'll go over their odds, win totals, and much more surrounding each respective school. After that, we'll talk with Adam Burke a little bit in 15 minutes. You know him. He's VEASAN's betting analyst, and you know he loves betting baseball. He's got a handful of plays he'll be looking to dish out tonight, along with an update, maybe if we've got some time, on some of his college football power ratings. We've been talking a lot of college football with Adam recently, so looking forward to getting even more in tune with that alongside him in 15 minutes. And then 30 from now, we'll continue the combo in football with our guy Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philly City Cast. We'll talk some player props surrounding some of the top guys on the Eagles, uh, just get his thoughts post-preseason week one. And we got a big Phillies game to look forward to uh, for his squad this evening, so we'll see if he's got a play there. Speaking of plays on the diamond, we've got Danny's Dimes at the end of the show. A couple of plays in baseball tonight, which I will be unveiling in the final segment. Let's go ahead and begin, though, like we said, concluding our Big Ten West preview, and we might as well jump into it with the Fighting Illini of Illinois. 250-1 to 1 to win the Big Ten if you think they can come home all the way through in Brett Bielema's second season. By the way, yes, we know you cannot bet in-state on these schools if you are located in Illinois, so we're still looking at these Bet Rivers odds just in a different state's location. But if you find a way to bet it and you live in Illinois somehow, Here's what they're looking like right now. So 250 to 1 to win the Big Ten. To win the Big Ten West, they are 40 to 1. But what's more of a feasible betting opportunity, naturally, would be their win total, which we do see at 4.5. The juice on the over, minus 139. The under is plus 109. So like I said, Bielema in his second year, uh, really, you know, kind of 
did pretty well in his first year, right? I mean, he came out with a bang against Nebraska as his first win in his first game as an Illinois coach, and they ended the year 5-7, and seven. so not too shabby, probably exceeded expectations going into year one. Now, in terms of what he can expect for this season, well, they've got 12 players returning, six on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. But when you look at the offensive side, the good news for the Fighting Illini is they're returning their top three rushers, led by Chase Brown, who ran for over 1,000 yards last year. Now, the question, of course, throughout camp has been, hey, who's going to be the starting quarterback? Is it going to be the Syracuse transfer to Vito or uh, Sitkowski, the Rutgers transfer? Well, it seems like all indications last I checked was DeVito was going to be the starter. But honestly, at this point, regardless of which one it is between those two, the jury is still completely out on both of them. I mean, Sidkowski has not really proven himself throughout his tenure in the Big Ten as at this point. And if he wanted, he really wouldn't scare me right now if I was a Big Ten opponent. Uh, Isaiah Williams, if you remember, he was a quarterback, but then they transitioned him to wide receiver and he actually led the team with 47 receptions. So that's kind of how the offense is looking right now. You know, Bielema wants to go ground and pound, kind of instill that toughness without the running game, and they have a good opportunity to do so. But what can they do defensively? Well, they held eight out of nine Big Ten opponents to 24 points or fewer last season. And like we said, they got six guys returning on the defensive side of the ball, just like they do on the offensive side. So maybe they could keep up that toughness on the defensive side of the pigskin. We'll just have to wait and see. Looking at their schedule, let's categorize it, as I always do, in terms of winnable, losable, and toss-up games for the Fighting Illini. Winnable games, I've only got three of them, right? The games that I think they have the most advantage and are probably going to be a decent favorite. And that's going to be Week 1 right out of the gates versus Wyoming. Then you got to go to Week 4 versus Chattanooga. And then all the way to the end of the season at Northwestern for another winnable game for this Northwestern team. All right, that's kind of how you got to look at it, or Northwestern, pardon me, for this Illini team against Northwestern. But again, you could have more in the slate for winnable games. We just don't know right now what to expect with the quarterback situation and if Bielema is the real deal and is going to flip this program around or if week one or week one, year one, uh, was a little bit more on the fluky side. But Then you look at the losable games for Illinois. Week five at Wisconsin. Yeah, that's going to be a really tough spot. You get Iowa at home, and I know I'm not the highest on Iowa, but the Hawkeyes still should have a better team than you. Same goes for Minnesota the week after. Then you're at Nebraska in about week nine, and then week 12, you're at Michigan. That's going to be a tough game for sure. Toss-up games. Uh, your second game of the year, you're at Indiana. Now, just because it's a toss-up game doesn't mean I still wouldn't give the nod to a respective team. And in week two at Indiana, I know the expectations for the Hoosiers are not high whatsoever. So maybe you give the slight nod to Illinois in that spot, actually. And same thing here with week three versus Virginia. I just don't really know too much about Virginia heading into this year. But knowing it's early in the season and Virginia does have some competitive teams from time to time, that's probably just going to be a true 50-50 game. Week 10 versus Michigan State. I probably give the nod to the Spartans in that spot. But like I've said with every other time we've mentioned the Spartans, I just don't know what to expect out of them with how Mel Tucker's got his squad going. Because they're always tough, but they don't have the most talented squad on paper, but they always find a way to make it competitive. That's a thing. And then Week 11 versus Purdue, this is later in the year, right? I think this is going to be just a complete toss-up game. We know Purdue may have some weapons themselves, depending on how Aiden O'Connell pans out by that point in the year. I give them the slight offensive advantage, you would imagine, but at least you get them at home. And again, it's later in the season, so who knows how everything's going to be shaping out by then. So uh, that would be a 50-50 spot to me. I'm looking at this schedule, and again, their win total 4.5 with some juice to the over. I would probably bank on this Illini team getting to about five wins. Now, I wouldn't bet it because I don't want to lay that price with a team like Illinois with so many unknowns, right? I don't want to lay this chalk with a team that you're going to be after sweating out to get maybe to five wins. But again, is the quarterback play going to be sufficient? Will it be reliable enough or will it be the cause of your destruction this year? That's just what we don't know right now. So because of all of those unknowns with Illinois, ultimately I got to stay away. But I probably would think that they would get over more often than they would stay under with this win total. As the odds are sort of indicating with them having some juice to the over, minus 139. So a lean that way, nothing that I would look to bet as of this moment.
What about the other in-state school? The Northwestern Wildcats. Man, they're coming off a tough year last season. Their odds to win the Big Ten, 200 to 1. To win the Big Ten West, 100 to 1. Their win total is at four flat. The over is even money. The under is minus 125. So you got 14 starters returning this year for the Wildcats. Not too shabby, right? You got nine on offense, five on defense. They're coming off a year where they ended up three and nine. They finished three and nine in two out of the last three seasons. Of course, the one that they had success in is when they won the Big Ten West, went seven and two in the COVID season. But uh, look, Fitzgerald, Pat Fitzgerald being, uh, can get this team to be really tough from time to time. It seems like it goes back and forth. I don't know if this is going to be a back-and-forth type of year to where we can expect the Wildcats to be better. Because honestly, I mean, last year offensively, they were a train wreck. They failed to score more than 14 points in any of their last six games. Matt Humans had a great write-up about this Northwestern squad and Beeson's College Football Betting Guide. If you want more in-depth analysis, make sure you check it out. Uh, but he also went on to say how, yeah, I mean, Ryan Holinsky looking to be the starting quarterback, the South Carolina transfer. He's fine, but even if he's fine, he's not great enough to lead the rest of the teammates here on Northwestern to a lot of victories, right? The defense last year allowed an average of 37.4 points per game through its eight conference losses. I just don't think there's going to be that much of a difference or improvement in this overall team. Maybe they won't be as embarrassingly bad, but man, it's still really going to be a down year for Northwestern. Looking at their schedule, they only have two winnable games. Week two versus Duke, week three versus Southern Illinois. Those are the games I would feel confident in if I were Northwestern. Otherwise, you got a bunch of losable games. In Dublin against Nebraska, I know that Pat Fitzgerald always plays the Huskers close, but Nebraska should find a way. Week five at Penn State, week six versus Wisconsin, week eight at Maryland. Maryland's getting better and better incrementally, and you have to go on the road to travel to play the Terps. I think Maryland has the advantage in that game. Same with week nine at Iowa. Week 10, you get Ohio State at home, but it's Ohio State. And then week 11 versus Minnesota. I'm pretty high on the Gophers. Minnesota uh, should be able to take care of business in that game. And same with week 12 at Purdue. The Boilermakers will be good enough to beat Northwestern at home. There's two 50-50 spots. Now, a lot of people may put this one as a winnable game for Northwestern. I wouldn't necessarily dispute that. But that's week four versus Miami of Ohio. You know that action. You know, it's a little bit tough, and they could always produce a lot of points. Maybe Northwestern won't be able to keep up. I think that's a true 50-50 spot. And then I know I gave Illinois a winnable spot at Northwestern, but for the sake of argument and giving Northwestern a little bit of the benefit, uh, week 13 versus Illinois, we'll give that a 50-50 spot for Northwestern, but a slight lean to the fighting Illini. At the end of the day, I honestly think the most wins for this Northwestern team is probably four games. Again, Pat Fitzgerald has the uh, he has the capability every single year to turn a program around. We have seen it happen so many times with him, but I just don't think they have the raw talent there. And honestly, the schedule is not shaping up to be an easy one. So, uh, look, because of that, meaning because of Fitzgerald having his guys to be competitive, I don't think I would ultimately make a bet on this. I mean, four is so low, and you know injuries can kill anybody's year along the way. And, yeah, the Big Ten likes to beat up on each other. And sometimes Fitzgerald does get fluky wins, even in tough seasons. So I have a strong lean to the under here at minus 125. But, yeah, I don't think I'm going to bet it just because it's tough to go against Pat Fitzgerald. But I definitely would rather play the under for Northwestern before I would do the over for the Fighting Illini. That's what I'm thinking for the rest of the Big Ten West. We'll talk a little bit more college football and some baseball next here on Rush Hour with our guy Adam Burke. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. So you've got city casts available in Chicago, in Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available. You'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. Welcome back to Rush Hour, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. But we're going to kick it out to the West Coast now, Las Vegas to be exact, where we're lucky enough to be joined by Beeson's betting analyst, Adam Burke, who you can follow on the tweets at Skating Tripods. You can catch his work in every edition of Point Spread Weekly with the College Football Betting Guide. And, of course, he's covering baseball on a daily basis. The man just about does it all. So, Adam, we appreciate you sparing some time tonight. Uh, You know, you and I were kind of joking off air. I know you've been getting ready for college football so much that we really haven't discussed too much baseball with you as of late. But it looks like tonight's slate does draw some interest to you. And it starts off with this game in Atlanta with the Braves and the Mets. Solid pitching matchup tonight. Strider getting some love, it seems, in the market, up to minus a buck fifty-five. Total for this spot is at eight. What are we thinking for this game? Yeah, look, I'm kind of looking forward to transitioning to college football with the way that baseball's gone for me over the last few weeks here. But uh, looking at the underdog in this game tonight with the Mets and the Braves, I just when you look at the Mets and, and you look at how they've matched up in this season series, and you look at the biggest problem for the Braves, it's when they face a starting pitcher that can strike them out. Those things are really in New York's favor here tonight, where Carlos Carrasco, 13.4% swinging strike rate. That's well above the league average. Strikeout rate, almost 24%. I don't really think the Braves have too much success against him tonight, and I fully understand that most teams have not had success against Spencer Strider, but this price is just a little bit out of whack to me. Took the Mets for the first five at plus 140. I think the full game at plus 145 is worthy of a look as well, but I just think that This price is off. You know, I I give Atlanta credit. Obviously, they've been very good over the last couple of months, but they've really padded their numbers and their record by beating bad teams. When they've stepped up, they've struggled, and the Mets are definitely a step up, as we saw when New York took four out of five uh, from them earlier this month. So I just thought the Mets at a big plus money price were worth the gamble here today. Oh, look, I think that's really hard to disagree with, considering, like you said, I mean, just based on that pure value with New York, plus 135 right now at Bat Rivers, I mean, Strider could slip up in any given opportunity, still is a really young pitcher, and look, the Mets are talented enough to compete with anybody, especially someone within their own division. So I kind of like that approach that you got for that game, and I'm glad that you have some interest in this one, because, man, I had this one circled out, and it's with Minnesota and Kansas City, and I always look to get a game involved, or I try to, when Bubich is on the mound. Because 
His underlying numbers are, are so atrocious, Adam, but really the last several starts have actually not been too shabby. It's just that his bullpen, pretty much like every Kansas City game, has not really helped out their starter. And Kansas City, plus 160 tonight. Minnesota needing to win these games to keep in the playoff race up to minus 186. Is that a little bit too steep, though, for Minnesota, you think? And this is another one. I think the favorite's just a little bit overpriced. And, and the reality of it is, Danny, we've seen that on a daily basis in Major League Baseball here of late, where a lot of lines are moving overnight and in the early morning hours on the underdog. The modeling crowd, or as I call them, the quant crowd that you know makes their own numbers, that has all the spreadsheets and all of that, they seem to think that favorites are overpriced right now in the market. And I don't disagree with that notion. So we've seen a good bit of underdog money overnight and in the early mornings. We saw it in this game with Bubich and Joe Ryan. And another thing I like about this game is Bubich is being priced like his full season numbers where he has an ERA over five, a FIP in the 470 range. But over his last few starts, he's been pretty good. He's cut down on the walks. He's actually been a very, very effective pitcher. And I don't think Minnesota's that good. I mean, Minnesota's been a below average offensive team in the second half. Kansas City's been slightly above average. The Twins' bullpen looks gassed. They're hitting a wall. They get about four innings per start for most of their guys. So they've needed a lot of relief innings. I just don't think this Minnesota team, with the way that they're playing, is worthy of being priced this big. Implied probability for this game is about 37% chance that the Royals win. I think it's higher than that. So I took Kansas City today on that big underdog price. Uh, you know, I, I really hope the Royals' bullpen keeps it together if we get to that point. But I just think that Bubich is a little bit undervalued and underrated right now in the market because he's made some adjustments here as the season's gone along. All right, should be an interesting matchup to see unfold. And same with this one in our neck of the woods, Adam. The White Sox take on a big series, two and a half games back from the Guardians. And unfortunately for the White Sox, they got to host the Houston Astros for three games. And look, the market's actually showing Chicago a little bit of love tonight. And because, I mean, Houston opened up around like minus 130, maybe even a little bit higher. And now the Astros down to minus 122. The White Sox at plus 104. You're getting Cueto and your Kitty taking the bump. And I was talking about this on the Chicago CityCast today, Adam. And I'm like, look, if there's a spot that the White Sox could have a good chance, maybe it would be tonight. But there's no way in hell I would actually trust Chicago in any of these games by betting on them with my own money to just really rely on them to overcome Houston. I don't know, man. I think it's tough to do, and I guess he could argue it's a cheap price on Houston. Yeah, I think it is a little bit of a cheap price on Houston. I did take the Astros tonight. Now, the reason this line is coming down is because Jose Altuve is getting a day off. So that's not particularly great for my Houston position, especially with the news that Michael Brantley is now out for the year. Jeremy Pena also not playing tonight. So the Astros play a little bit left-handed, so to speak, in this game here without two of their better players on the infield. But I'm looking to fade Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto is a guy with a very, very low strikeout percentage, but a high left on base percentage. It's really challenging to strand runners when you don't get those strikeouts to end innings. So Cueto, I think, has gotten really fortunate. He's given up a ton of hits over his last four starts, but has really managed to minimize the damage for whatever reason. I think that comes to an end against Houston, and, and I wish Altuve was in the lineup, but I think there's still enough bats in this Astros lineup to take care of business here tonight against Johnny Cueto. So I think Houston plays with a lead. I think Urquidy getting an all right-handed lineup, even though he has reverse platoon splits. Chicago doesn't hit for a lot of power. They're a very aggressive, impatient kind of lineup. They're going to hit a lot of weak fly balls in this game, I think. And so I do like Houston here in this matchup. And, and I think, you know, if you want to take the first five, you could. If you want to take the full game, which is what I did, I think that's an option as well. And I think the over could potentially be in play here, too, just because Urquidy is a fly ball guy and the wind is blowing out a little bit there at guaranteed rate field. But I took the Astros in this one with a pretty much straight fade of Johnny Cueto. Okay, well, hey, Adam, we got a couple minutes left here in this segment. Got to squeeze in some college football with you because I know you keep updating your college football power rankings pretty much weekly or maybe even daily, even though the season hasn't begun yet. Uh, is there any big kind of drastic movements you've made as of late? Yeah, you know, it's tough because you do this work and then you kind of tinker, you know, up until the season starts. You, you kind of overanalyze what you've done a little bit, but I wanted to go through looking, you know, using some of the games of the year lines as a guide, using some of the win totals that are out there and comparing them to mine. 
there were some teams that I was just a little bit too high on out there in the marketplace. A team like Utah, for example, and I love Utah, and my numbers still project them for double-digit wins this season, but I scaled them back a little bit. You know, my number in the game against USC was off by about a touchdown. So, you know, for me, I think that's something I needed to address. You know, the, the off-season markets have kind of been hammered into submission a little bit. A lot of really smart people have bet into these numbers. They're pretty efficient at this point in time. So the fact that USC and Utah is about a four, four and a half point number, and I had it closer to 11, means that I'm probably wrong. means that I needed to make an adjustment at least for one, if not both of those teams. And the adjustment I made was to lower Utah a little bit. I lowered Air Force a little bit as well, just because I was so high above market on them. I bumped up a team like Rice a little bit because I was so below market on the Owls. So just kind of going through tinkering a little bit. I still want to hold most of my positions. Most of the teams I feel like, you know, I want to be on or against as the season begins, but I wanted to be responsible with my power ratings as well, because you know, there's, it's hard to justify being seven points off on a game, something like that. So I made some adjustments and I will be doing a weekly power ratings article over at vcin.com with my one through 131 rankings, my spreads for the games that week, talking about my process. It's more educational than anything else, but I think it's a good intro to people if they want to try setting their own lines in college football or maybe apply some of the concepts to another sport. Oh, no doubt, Adam. Yeah, you're dishing out fantastic information left and right. And in college football, where there's so much info to just take in on a constant basis, we always look forward to how you can help us betters out. And I know you'll be looking to do that more so in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Just a little bit of time, Adam. But if you want to give a brief preview of what's to come, that would be great. Yeah, I believe there were 63 offensive coordinator changes here during this last cycle in college football. So I'm going to highlight some of those offensive coordinator changes, teams that will run with more tempo, teams that are changing schemes, try to get some totals betting value early on in the college football season. Awesome. Well, hey, Adam, as always, we're looking forward to it. Thank you for making some time and best luck with all your plays tonight. Have a good night, Danny. Got it. You as well. Adam Burke, folks, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Remember, all of his content can be reached at BSIN.com. Coming up next, let's talk with host of the Philly City Cast, Brian Rostein. Some props and a Phillies preview coming next. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. And our experts are providing profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations. Plus, you'll get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. But remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. So sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from right now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your betting options become a part of VEASAN, the sports betting network. Okay, welcome back into the mix, folks. Danny Burke, your host here on Rush Hour. Thank you for being with us. Excited to bring on our next guest, Ryan Rothstein. He is host of the Philadelphia CityCast, and you can follow him on Twitter, at WiseRye. We were talking with Ryan last week. I know he was elated because these Phillies were doing great, and and they're still looking like they could be in a favorable spot tonight. And then we're coming off the Eagles preseason. And, man, we got a lot to talk about with you, Ryan. So happy to have you on as always, pal. But let's get into that Phillies game tonight. So, yeah, maybe a favorable game tonight and the series because you're taking on the Reds. And Philadelphia is up to minus 177 with Cindergard taking the bump. How are we feeling about this spot tonight? It feels like a nice, a nice bounce back type of a, a game and a series. Uh, coming off that the series against the New York Mets in New York, where you drop two of three, the the Phillies bats, Danny, you talk about uh, in a rhythm really since beginning of July. I mean, we can really go back to June 1st, but this Phillies offense has been on fire and then they go up to New York and they 
get the likes of Scherzer. They get the likes of DeGrom. And I think they get a little bit uh, hashtag humbled uh, in, in that weekend series against the New York Mets, the NL East division leading Mets. So offense cooled off a little bit, but now they're going up against Mike Miner, who's been not great. I think I'm putting that very nicely this season. Uh, 6.24 ERA. This is a this is a get right game for the Phils and guys like Hoskins, uh, Alec Bohm, and of course JT Riomuto, who's been hitting the ball really well. So yeah, no, it like you said. I mean, Miner not really been the most efficient pitcher up to this point. It like you said, I mean, hey, it's baseball. It's a game of ebbs and flows over such a long season. Maybe that you know, kind of tough series this past weekend for the Phillies is a good reset, like you said, getting humbled a little bit, but should be a good one out there in Cincinnati for the Phillies. Again, minus 177 is what they're laying in a higher total of about nine, right there in the thick of it for the wild card spot. Uh, Ryan, I, I want to ask you now about the Eagles, of course, and before we get into some of these props and stuff, was there anything in your mind to take away from their preseason effort against the Jets? Anything notable, or are you kind of just like, all right, week one of the preseason, it is what it is. Let's just keep moving on until we get to the start of the regular season. Yeah, it, exactly that part of, of what you had to say, Danny. It, it's just, listen, I, I'm, I'm all for the fans getting excited over Jalen Hurts and the Eagles uh, losing to the Jets in the preseason. I mean, that's awesome, okay? Jalen had five checkdowns out of his six completions, going six for six for 80 yards and a touchdown against uh, the New York Jets, who are basically like my high school JV team. So uh, fans can get excited on Twitter and Instagram, but the reality of it is I'm not taking squat away from any of these preseason games. I think we're all really excited uh, and and happy uh, for, for football to get back, especially in uh, the later part of the summer. We're excited to bet on football. The preseason games roll around. The Hall of Fame game rolls around. Then your team's preseason games get underway, and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, to take something that Will Hill, our good friend uh, from the New York City cast and contributor for VEASAN right here, he tweeted something out that I couldn't agree with more. He said, uh, you know, we all love betting on these preseason games until we lose these bets and we feel like an idiot. And, you know, that that's how I feel about not just betting the preseason here, but trying to take anything away from any of these games. I, I'm not going to look at Jalen Hurts going six for six against the Jets and now you know, hammer the Eagles to win the division at plus 165 because of that, or the Eagles to make the playoffs, yes, minus 167 because of that. That's just not something I'm going to do. So wake me up uh, when August ends. Wake me up when it's week one against the Detroit Lions as far as assessing what the Eagles have at quarterback, Danny. Right. You realize we've already set up the Super Bowl banners after the Bears just won their first preseason game, right? I don't understand anything you're saying. We're all just incredibly <laughs> ecstatic here in Chicago. You're telling me we shouldn't be running to the counter and taking what happened in week one with the Bears? Come on, this may be all we have, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for the Bears fans, yeah. You know, you, you got you to gotta take your wins when you, when you get them because you don't get them very often. Very true. That is the unfortunate <laughs> fact of probably what's going to happen this year. Well, hey, Ryan, at least you do have some expectations this season, uh, not only for the overall scope of your team, but like you said, with Jalen Hurts, I mean, so be it. Preseason's preseason. But when we look at it for the actual regular season where things start to matter, I just kind of want to dish out some of these player props with you. And even if you don't want to bet them, didn't bet them, whatever, I kind of just want to you know, pick your brain and get your leans on them. Passing yards for Jalen Hurts, 3,600 and a half, or passing touchdowns at 22 and a half. Which one do you think you'd have a little bit more conviction with for a play? Yeah, it's it's a great question. It's you look at 3,600 and a half, uh, and, and you feel like that's a good play. And and I would probably agree. I would say that is a good play. Uh, but that is not something I'm betting. And then you threw in the passing touchdowns total at 22 and a half. If I have to look at a better bet type of scenario or look at an either or scenario, certainly we could play both. We can stay away from both. But uh, just for the sake of this conversation, I I'm going to lean with the passing touchdowns at 22 and a half uh, a little bit more confidently from the betting perspective. Of course, that's what we do uh, than the 3,600. I feel like he can get 400, 500 more passing yards, but something that scares me, there's a few things that scare me 
Uh, one is, can this guy stay healthy, right? He's not injury prone. He's still very early in his career, but he did miss a game last season. This is a kid that like, listen, everyone wants to talk about Jalen hurts and his evolving, uh, pocket presence. He's played his whole entire life, a certain style, a certain way. So I hope he improves. I'm not saying he can't. But this kid is still going to run out of the pocket. He's still going to use his athleticism and just pure instincts because that's how he's been playing his whole life. All well and good. Can he stay healthy through 17 games? So that's a concern on total uh, passing yards. And now you have A.J. Brown in the mix. This offense is getting better. Devontae Smith in year two. I think Dallas Goddard's primed for a big year. So very long-winded answer, Danny. I stay away from the total passing yards, and I look at the over 22.5 passing touchdowns. Okay, you mentioned Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. So Devontae Smith's receiving yards prop, 850.5. Goddard's at 700.5. Correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you got some betting interest in these from when you and I have talked before. Yes, very much so. Devontae Smith is interesting uh, for me this year, heading into year two now, his sophomore season after the rookie season last year. He, he did well last year, right? Like this is a kid that has all the promise and making of being a legitimate wide receiver one in the NFL. Uh, but Jalen Hurts struggled to find him, uh, to find him when he was open, to throw him open. Devontae Smith is six one, maybe like 110 pounds soaking wet. Uh, I say it kiddingly, but this is a guy that wants to beat you with his speed. He wants to jump over top of you if you're a DB. Uh, and that's where he really thrives. He can do a, a variety of things but that's something he really likes to do. Well, where did Jalen struggle last year with the deep ball, uh, going through his progressions and maybe finding Devontae down the sideline? Uh, he missed those throws often last year. Now, all we hear out of camp, Danny, is Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, our best friends forever, doing karate in the garage. That's all well and good. Should make for a more dynamic offense. But how does that impact Devontae Smith and his numbers? So another long-winded answer, I am staying Miles and miles away, not Miles Sanders, but miles away from Devontae Smith. I would take the under 850 and a half receiving yards. Dallas Goddard, quickly, I'll, I'll get into him. Uh, he was Jalen's security blanket often last season. So if you're getting 700 and a half, or I even saw it at 725 and a half, either way, uh, I think Dallas Goddard is primed for a big season. I like Dallas Goddard over uh, receiving yards as well as receiving touchdowns last time I checked I believe it was four and a half um but yeah even if it's four and a half five and a half I like the over for Goddard awesome well hey Ryan we always love when you're dishing out some props you typically crush it surrounding your Eagles so we'll look forward to talking plenty more about your Eagles when the season comes around we still got a little bit of time so Hey, more time for preparation can't hurt, right? But thank you, Ryan, for making some time as always, my man. Best of luck with your plays tonight and, of course, with all those props throughout the season, pal. Danny, last prop I forgot to mention. I'm hammering the over for Danny Burke hits tonight in his softball game. <laughs> all right, over the one and a half. You're, you're primed for a big night, I feel it. Oh, man, I don't know. The Sharps are going against you, Ryan. Who knows? But, hey, appreciate the confidence, buddy, <laughs> at Wise Ryan, where you can follow Ryan on Twitter. Always appreciate it. Make it some time. Make sure you're checking out the Philly City cast throughout the week. Coming up next, let's hit it. Danny's Dimes, my best bets, coming to you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play this is rush hour on vsin the sports betting network get ready to kick off fall and football season with bed rivers online sportsbook join bed rivers on wednesday august 17th for win total wednesday so this Wednesday, players who place a wager on any football being NFL or college football teams with their season win total get a free $10 Bet Rivers bet. So head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app all season long for the latest odds and unique promotions. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook this fall. It's a whole new game. Okay, folks, it is time for our final segment here on Rush Hour. You hear and see the animation, which signals it is time for Danny's Dimes, a.k.a. My Best Bets. And we've got two of them tonight, both in baseball. So let's get going and start here in Chicago on the south side at Guaranteed Rate Field. The White Sox got a big series opener against the Houston Astros. So if you listen to the Chicago City Cast, my podcast I do on all things local uh, Chicago sports, uh, I always make my lines when I handicap the White Sox and the Cubs games. And in terms of how I handicap this spot, I made Houston about minus 125, and actually so did Bet Rivers. However, I put the White Sox at about plus 115, and Bet Rivers had the White Sox plus 107. Bet Rivers had this total at 8.5. I had it at 7.5. That was the big discrepancy there, and I'll get to that in a second. But I wanted to set the stage because we have seen some decent line movement. And originally, it went up to Houston. So at minus 125 at the originator, then it went up to like minus 130. We were just talking with Adam Burke, and he mentioned how Altuve's out of the lineup. Brantley's out for the season. But... Look, this line now has come down in favor of Chicago. I mean, Houston's now just laying minus 117. As for the White Sox, they're plus 102. Total has remained at 8.5, though. Now, Johnny Cueto is a very, very unique pitcher heading into this spot because he has been incredible for the White Sox. I mean, his record's 4-5, and five, but not all of that is his fault. His ERA is 291, and his whip is 123. And he's got a... You know, a little high fit, but not terrible at 392. So I'm saying he's, it's, it's just kind of nuts because just like Adam was saying earlier in the show, I mean, you look deeper, like his Sierra's 439 and his home and road splits, he's got a 322 fit on the road, but at home it's 463. He's not striking out a lot of guys. Like we said, he's surrendering a lot of hits. He's, you know, stranding a lot of runners on base. So basically the point is, is he due for a bad start? Could he get rocked any given outing? I guess the answer is yes, but you also have to look at what he's done against Houston in the past. He faced them at Houston earlier this year, and in that outing, Cueto went seven innings, didn't allow any runs to the Astros in just two hits while racking up five strikeouts. White Sox won that game 7 nothing. And really, throughout their careers, it's not the biggest sample size, but Astros players have yet to really make any consistent contact against him. Altuve was tied for the most hits, which he had two. And like we said, he's not even in the lineup tonight. So even though Cueto does struggle a little bit more so at home, and some of these underlying stats are showing that regression could be imminent, will it happen tonight? No, it's a big question mark looking at Cueto. On the other side, your Kitty's taking the bump, who also has some good numbers. I mean, he's 11 and 4 with a 3.85 ERA. A lot of that is due in part to the Astros just being a phenomenal team. He's got a 116 WHIP, but then his FIP is really high at 450, 
and his Sierra is also pretty high at 426, and he's a lot worse with his respective home and road split because on the road, he has an ERA of 483 and a FIP of 496, and he's coming off a bad start versus Texas. Allowed five earned runs on five hits throughout five innings pitch, three home runs, yet the Astros still won 7-5. That's what I'm saying. Like, he gets the benefit of the doubt, naturally, from being on this Astros squad. Well, the bad news for the Sox, I guess you could say, is they don't have a lot of familiarity with your Kitty. He's only made one start against the White Sox. That was last year, and he only allowed four hits, two earned runs. The Astros won that game 10-2. to So I don't know. Maybe he could get the benefit of the doubt, so to speak, because of the lack of familiarity with this White Sox lineup. So it's a very unique pitching situation here. But that's kind of why I made this total lower at 7.5, because I think Cueto still can be serviceable enough, especially now with this not as dominant, I guess you could say, relatively, Astros lineup. And the Sox just go in so many bad spurts that they can make Urquidy look like a Cy Young candidate tonight. You know they're capable of that if you've watched any Sox games. The Sox have hit better against righties at home since the start of July with a 123 WRC+. Plus and a 776 OPS. So, you know, that would more so boost confidence than me just betting them to win at the value that they had, not as much anymore, but still not that there would maybe be a lot of runs. The Astros versus righties on the road this season, definitely worse than their numbers at home. And they're still fine, though. 731 OPS and a 108 WRC+. Plus. You know, Houston's got a fantastic bullpen, the best ERA in the big leagues at 281. White Sox bullpen isn't great, but it's improving. Their ERA has dropped to 397. The whip is at 131 right now. I don't think I've played one full game total under this year. If we're doing it, it's usually first five. So we've kind of gotten beaten up on these first, uh, first five unders from time to time. And look, Cueto sometimes will get you going kind of deep, right? I mean, the last time against Houston, he went seven innings pitched. I mean, the Sox are really stressing him sometimes, and he needs to go deep. But can he do it again against Houston? I'm not so sure. I'm not really sure what to expect out of these guys for a longer type of bet here, meaning a first five or a full game kind of angle. So that kind of brought my attention then to the first inning. And I was searching around Illinois, and earlier this morning when I was looking at it and talking about it on the city cast, Bet Rivers had the best number for the no run in the first inning at plus 108. I think that's a pretty decent angle in this spot, and I actually played it. So I'm doing no run in the first for the White Sox and the Astros at plus 108. I know some spots had it as high as like minus 115. I probably wouldn't look to lay a big price like that for this position. But again, I know your, your Kitty is capable of giving up home runs. It's kind of been a weak spot for him. But look, this White Sox lineup, they didn't get Luis Robert back. Yes, they still have some power hitters, but a lot of times they struggle out of the gate. And the hitters for Houston have not had great success against Johnny Cueto. So I'm hoping they can at least evade the first inning scoreless. And I like that I was getting plus money for it. So that's my bet for tonight's game with the White Sox and the Astros. No run in the first inning at plus 108. The other game that I got some skin in, it's going to be later tonight, 8.45 p.m. Central Time. Out in San Francisco, the Giants are taking on the Diamondbacks. He got mad bum. Madison Bumgarner, the southpaw, taking on Alex Cobb. Now, Alex Cobb also has a pretty interesting stat line here. His record is 3-6, and six and his ERA is 415, but his FIP is at 292, and his Sierra's at 309. So he's just been catching a string of bad luck from just the Giants' bullpen and just the lack of offense, right? Uh, at home, he's got a 3-flat ERA and a 254 FIP, so he's been great at Oracle Park. It's gone up against Arizona twice this year. At Arizona, went six innings, allowed three earned runs. Giants won seven to five. Then the very next start for him, they had Arizona at home, also win six innings, also allowed three earned runs. Yet the Giants lost that game four to three. Cobb, I mean, man, this guy's just been getting shafted, like we said. He's attempting to end a 12-start winless streak. The last win for him came on May 17th. Can he do it tonight against Madison Bumgarner, who's got a stat line of 6-11 with a 4-13 ERA, a high whip at 1-4-0, a high FIP at 4-5-1, and then also a high Sierra at 4-71. And furthermore, along for that, if you didn't get convinced enough to maybe fade him, he's struggling more so on the road with a 4-88 ERA, a 3-63 weighted on base average, and then a 4-97 FIP for Mad Bum. It's gone up against the Giants once this year. Went five innings, allowed five hits, three earned runs. Arizona did win that game 8-3. to three. 
But again, he's on the road against the Giants, and the Giants at home against Southpaws, they're hitting pretty dang well. They got a 789 OPS, a 341 WOBA, and a 122 weighted runs created plus at home against Southpaws. Now on the other side for Arizona, we understand and know that they don't have the best offense, and especially against righties on the road. Where there they have a 704 OPS and a 95 WRC+. Plus. But it gets even worse at Oracle Park when they have faced righties this year. Their OPS drops to 594. Their WRC plus is at 70. Now I'm looking at this game and I see the Giants at minus 182. And I'm like, man, I don't want to lay that much with San Francisco. And I'm looking at the run line and it's plus 115. And I'm thinking, that's not the best value. And honestly, this bullpen has burned me before. And I don't really trust them that much. Well, we've made this bet before, and Bet Rivers, what they do, they offer you the run line at minus one, right? Like a flat minus one at the price right now of minus 136. That's the bet I ended up making here, and I get it's not for everybody, and you may just want to do the run line at that point, but we have been burned by bullpens before this year, and especially the Giants bullpen that has a 446 ERA, and I don't want to lay that high money line price of minus 182. So I'm going to get a little bit of a cheaper price here with the Giants minus one at minus 136. That's going to be my second dime of the night throughout baseball. So Giants minus one on the run line, minus a buck 36. And then we're going with a no run in the first inning for the White Sox and the Astros. Best of luck with whatever you are playing tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. And until tomorrow, take care, folks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.